0: Log Talk Radio.
1: In and, and Boston Harbor itself, and today's a great show. We have a actually I could say we we have a local celebrity and but nationally known of national stature and but he hails from uh, right now he hails from the from the uh, Massachusetts area, and of course we'll announce his name in a second, but of course we have to he gets he gets a little worried if we uh, if we ignore him too much, he's a very sensitive being. And I think you know all of the people out there that have been following the show know exactly who we're talking about. And he likes to have his music done right. Let's let's
2: bring it right up.
0: (laughs) <laughs>
2: Second. Here we go, ladies and gentlemen
1: away way from Beantown, Beantown's opera maestro, Enzo Cannellini.
3: Cannellini, you forget him. my name for a minute, Tommaso. Buongiorno, <laughs> everyone.
0: Okay. Who's today,
3: Tommaso. You know, I almost okay. forgot we had a show today because I just sat down. I just got myself a nice Hello? big glass of a chocolate milk, you know, straight up. I don't. We're going to get to you, Tim. You
1: hang on, Tim. We're, we <laughs> okay, got to you. Okay. On. All good. All right, hang on. We've got to give Enzo his time. He gets very sensitive if we don't give him his oh, time. I'm on Go ahead a contract.
3: It. Oh, I get it paid either way, so don't make a no difference <laughs> to me. But, uh, hey, what's going on with the show today, Tomorrow?
1: Oh, we have a very special guest. I've just uh, reviewed this gentleman. He was gracious enough to give us an afternoon here on Friday, and, uh, and he was gracious enough to send me some uh, just great sampling of his music, and he's fantastic. It's, uh, ladies and gentlemen... Tim Setson, did I say it right, Tim?
4: Uh, Tim Setson. That's like the town of Weston. Right.
1: There we go. That sounds good. That's, that's a good. Well, welcome to Beantown pals, Tim.
4: Thanks a lot. It's great to be here. I'm excited.
1: Yeah, exactly. Now you you were you, we talked a little bit this morning, and you were on your way to from where, the Cape to Acton, Massachusetts.
4: I was I was just at, at my home in, in Concord, and I was driving to uh, a studio in Acton, um, where I'm working on uh, my first musical CD. Um, so I was prepared three songs and had my piano player Annie Lieberman, and we were uh, we were recording three songs that are going to be on my upcoming album.
1: Fantastic! Let's let's I'm hear excited. it for that. I'm well, why am I thinking, Cape, how did Cape Cod come into this? Did I just oh, make signals?
4: No, not at all. Um, so my wife is a, is a high school teacher at Concord Academy, and we've lived on, on the Concord Academy campus for 14 years. And uh, we we uh, bought a house down in Falmouth, um, probably 10 years ago now uh, so we could have a place to to go when when we were done with school and and uh, you know we're not living in the dorms Uh just to have a place a little bit of, of respite and so that's where we spend most of our our summer time and weekends and some vacations.
3: That's a nice town. I've been there many times. It's beautiful
4: there. Yeah, yeah
1: Angel, so we, we, we have a we have a rich guy on the show today. That
4: <laughs> <Well, I> was <laughs> <a> thinking too. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's, it's it's nice we've we've got we've got the two different places uh, and and you know it's a very different lifestyle to be a boarding school um, you know faculty member and and uh, and living on campus um, so a lot of uh, a lot of benefits and and uh, but you know teach, teachers don't make a whole lot of money so I'd say I'd say you're, you're sort of half right there
1: oh you know that's a heck of a perk though free free lodging that's fantastic it, God it bless is, you guys.
4: Yeah, it's, it's really great. We love it here.
1: That, that covers a multitude of sins, and so therefore, one of what I love the most about what you show in your website, and you certainly show in your correspondence with CMN, is you're extremely proud of your three sons.
4: Yeah, yeah, I, I am. They're uh, they're they're great boys. Um, you know, my son Charlie's nine, and my twin boys Luke and Owen are five, and. Uh, oh you know, they're just they're just happy and they're they're all three really kind people and that's uh you know that's that's a really great thing
1: well uh, oh you get you get you get huge huge response on that one because uh you know Tim I'm going one of the things I love most about doing the show and being involved with Beantown Pals and having our characters and we created a toy line and we uh, our motto is all Enzo what's our motto those three three sentences
3: uh, use a Use a your You're being Never uh. the darkness uh, Walk it backwards Sometimes
0: uh, <laughs> Never give
3: a, a Wood a nickel To anyone uh, And uh, God <laughs> bless America Get your Citizenship papers As soon as you get here <laughs> Am I right?
0: How,
1: how,
4: how do many of that Enzo? <laughs> um, so.
1: No I think I don't think You're winning it On that one In fact <laughs> I'm going to give you The raz On that one There uh. Uh, no, it's use your being. Trust your heart, build your character, Enzo yeah,
3: yeah I know that I' was just a fooling.
1: I know, I know that, that. I did know. you attest to me so anyway we um uh, we take pride in in trying to not only educate and to entertain kids but to give them some some really important guiding principles so that all kids can live their dream. Mm.
0: There's
4: so all good all good lessons, right.
1: Yeah, and we, we try to tell them to use your being, and of course, but trust your heart. And we say build your character, but we also say, and Enzo and I talk about this, whether you f- follow your gut, and what we mean by that is your intu- intuition, your instincts, that part of you that feels that it really understands that there's some message coming from a higher place inside that really takes care of you and wants the That's best right. for you. So, you. That's
0: you, yeah, exactly
1: Right, and so you, you know, I, all I could think of was, remember Fred McMurray, maybe we're dating ourselves, but he had a show called My Three Sons.
4: Sure. I, I, I remember it, I never, I never saw it, but I, I do remember it.
1: Okay, and Well, you, so but the thing is, that's interesting, and we're going to play a song right now, you get your inspiration from your three sons.
4: I do, yes, oh, exactly. Um, in fact, my very first... Story that then turned into a song uh, was uh, was one that I wrote when my son was my oldest was six months old and uh, you know he was a pretty good sleeper, but that was sort of what we were thinking about most of the time was all right how does how does our you know six month old you know do you know do when he's when he's sleeping you know what are what are his excuses why are, why is he you know why is he still waking up? why is he you know sounding <laughs> asleep and and it was just you know I think every parent goes through that.
1: Exactly. So, can we jump right now to the song? Do you mind?
0: Yeah, sir, please. I'd love. Okay, here we song. go. You and I are
2: not the so best. Wait a
1: minute! <laughs> that's not. That's not. What the heck is going on? I was supposed to be. quite a higher <laughs>
3: singing voice.
1: <laughs> that was <laughs> chilly. Supposed to be chilly, little Charlie here. Why didn't that get loaded as that? Um, Alright, let's do. Him again? Ah, maybe I made a mistake and titled it 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 wrong. But here, let's do. I, I let's plus this one. At least it'll be one of your songs, Tim. <laughs> let's <laughs> let's try this. Here we go.
0: I'm
5: gonna sing Sounds, to it. Good. Open your eyes, Owen. Let the sunlight trickle in. Another night has us by, and the day. Will your head up a little loop, hear what's happening all around, like the bluebirds singing and the church bells ringing, they're filling the morning with sound, so rise and shine, sweet love of mine, it's time to lift your head, so get up on your feet and get going, it's time to start your day. Well, chart a new course now, Charlie. You're an older brother now. There's a lot to learn. It you take your turn, you can show your brothers both how. So rise and shine, sweet love of mine. If you want to take your turn, you get up on your feet and get going. It's time to start your day. There's lots to do. Let's all get up and play You'll get up on your feet, get going now it's Time to start your day There's lots to do both me and you Let's all get up and play Yeah
3: Not today, Not excellent,
1: today, excellent. Well, we got on the wrong side of getting up uh, and going to sleep. We missed the whole sleep part <laughs> because somehow little Charlie got m- filed under Patricia. Shee, who I think you you know <laughs> Patricia, don't you?
4: I I do know Patricia. I met her last year at uh, at something called Kindy Fest. That's no longer happening, but uh, Kindy Com is taking its place, and it's a, a gathering of children's artists. Um, it's going to be last year. Met in New York City. And this she year she it, uh, down in Philadelphia, she, she talked yeah. about it when, when she
3: was on. It just sounds exciting.
4: Yes, it's going to be a, it's going to be a great sort of gathering of, of you know children's artists from around the country. And uh, you know it's it was, it was it was my first time there last year, and and Patricia was one of the panelists, and I really enjoyed listening to her sort of talk about you know um, doing doing shows at schools. Um, and so you know got to meet her afterwards and had lunch with her and. And a few other the other folks from the Children's Music Network.
3: Um, I and, was barred from that show last year because, uh, being a bean, I'm a little gassy, and they, they don't like that so much. And uh, I said, okay, okay.
4: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> well, cool. maybe, maybe you'd like Philadelphia though. Um, I like you know,
1: that for sure. <laughs> now, Tim. <laughs> Tim, we yeah. heard in that song, we heard about, we heard the names of your boys,
4: right. Um, I have uh, so so Luke and Owen were, were born um at thirty weeks old and they were born to Beth Israel Hospital and spent a couple of years sorry, a couple a couple weeks in the NICU there and then were transferred out to Emerson Hospital when they were able to sort of enter the the uh you know, feeding and growing stage. And uh, I wrote that song um while both boys were were um sitting on my chest in what's called kangaroo care. Um you know, they just they were no bigger than, you know, a little bit bigger than my hands. Um, And uh, it was just sort of having some real quiet time with them and, and sort of that melody came to me and, and, uh, you know, singing about them. And so, you know, I think that's, that song is as old as they are now. It's, you know, it's a little over five years old and, uh, the recording was, um, was done with, uh, you know, myself and and a piano player that's now Luke's piano teacher. Um, his name's Annie, Annie, Annie Lieberman. So, um, yeah, really, really has you know I've enjoyed that song and uh, I'm able to you know sing it in concerts when people really want us to sort of hear my story and it's clear that the audience is, is sort of with me and and uh, I'll do that one it's, and it's really nice and quiet and, and it's touching and I, I enjoy it.
1: Yeah, you know, I love I love the the connection you have. It's obvious you have a deep connection with your kids.
4: Yeah, I I do. They're they're great. You know. I've, I stopped teaching when uh, when Charlie, my oldest, was born. Um, stopped teaching full time, and and uh, you know just realized that it was going to be you know easier and and uh, better for the whole family to sort of have you know someone at home at all times. And and uh, you know over the years we, we sort of both have worked part time, and um, you know we had someone that helped us out for a little bit here and there to patch up hours and. And then, you know, then the sort of music and storytelling got going, and, and uh, I was able to sort of say, you know, I don't need to go back to teaching. I'll, I'll do some music and storytelling, and my wife's now back full time, and um, it's all working out for our family. Isn't
1: You know, uh, that's, the part, that's the part of the story that we keep every show. We want to tell kids that they can follow their dreams, and you're doing it.
4: Yeah. It's you know, I, I think first and foremost for me is, is being a dad. And you know, I, I know I know lots of dads who are, are great fathers and great people and um and you know, spend a lot of time on weekends, you know, just catching up on, on what what their kids are doing. And uh, you know, I get to do that, you know, seven days a week and that's that's really fantastic for me. <laughs>
1: And and your wife being a teacher, she's obviously living right there. So when she's through with her classes, she gets to see the kids, right?
4: Exactly. Um, you know, in fact, uh, I think our second and third year of being parents, we we both worked half time here as, as teachers, and and uh, we used to pass Charlie off. Um, you know, my wife would come out of her classroom and and walk home, and I would sort of see her coming, and in that five minute transition period between classes, I'd then go and and. Uh, and teach my class, and uh, remember, there was one one girl that was in both our classes, and you know, the the uh, the, the key would be, you know, could I be, you know, Angela from my wife's class to my classroom? <laughs> so that, you know, and, and usually it would happen. Usually it would happen. So, as well, do.
1: again, you know, I, I'm without getting into my any um, my uh, my personal philosophy or my prejudices or my uh, political stand, but I think uh, the Which saddest many- thing that happened. What's that? What's that, Enzo? I said, which there are a many. Go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, Enzo. Uh, I think the saddest thing that happened to America is when individuals and people as a whole chose careers over kids. And what you're telling us is you made the decision to do the reverse.
4: Yeah. Yeah. You know, I really did. We really did. Um, but yeah you know, the career still the career still works out and that's the nice part. Um, you know, my wife and I have a relationship that, that is really strong and and uh, you know, we both you know, we're both you know, really into to the family and both into, you know, our community and, and our school is, is certainly our community. Um, you know, we've been living on, on Concord Academy's campus for fourteen years and you know, lots of wonderful people here too, so um and then in the greater Concord community and, and, and Boston in general. So
1: that's great. Well, let's uh, let's go to some more music. I love this one. Can we? We'll play it, and then you can tell us about it afterwards.
4: Okay. Great. great.
1: Right. Yeah. I want to find
3: out about the storytelling too. I'd like to talk about that <laughs> Oh,
1: exactly. Day. That's that's a really important part of this. Is how that all evolves because you said it began with the kids. Is that right?
4: Uh, absolutely, um, and in fact, you know, I, I think any of the next. Uh, songs you play is, is going to be a good lead-in to me telling you about about the story because I think okay, uh, here we go Jack was determined today he was fine Answers to
6: riddles that
5: cluttered his mind He knocked out a plan the gaping new hold in the fence three I heard a noise while sleeping last night four I'm suspicious of something isn't right we're gonna stomp stomp all around the floor stomp stomp like a dime Well, first were the footprints as large as a jeep spread.
4: Screaming of the kids there—it's <laughs> really fun. Yeah, I, uh, I actually recorded that yesterday um, at the preschool that I teach at. Uh, it's called the Milldam Nursery School in, in Concord, and I, I go there once a week and uh, or twice a week. I have, I have five different classes that I'm there for half an hour for each. They class, were sure having a good time. They
3: really liked that helping you out. <laughs> it sounded great. What <laughs>
4: We had a ton of fun and they were you know, what was really fun is, is while we were recording they were all sitting sitting very quietly and patiently and listening to the verses on the benches and then at every chorus they jumped up and, and uh and stomped around and and then, you know, had those big roars and then, you know, just as the song says, now we'll quiet way down and, and I'll I'll tell you some more. And uh right. and it was it was a ton of fun. I think, think music is
3: so important for kids. So important to... Uh, of course, I'm mean a music myself, but uh, younger kids should have music their whole life. They should sing it. They should listen to it. They should be exposed to it. They should do everything they can to stay with it. And the first thing to go when they cut the budgets in school is the music and the art. It's a sin. It's a sin.
4: Yeah. Well, you know, I think the the nice part about that song is um, is uh, you know it was also written in a minor key. Um, which I, I think, uh, you know, kids don't always hear a lot of songs in minor keys, and so that was really fun, and, and there was some counting in there, and, um, you know, the rhythm of the stomping um, was is really good for the kids, and, you know, I, I, was an, I was a math and science teacher before, you know, before doing this uh, storytelling and, and children's music, and, you know, a lot of, you know, what I know from math and science and, and music all sort of ties together, and it's, Kind of it really
3: does, and people don't realize that it's not just a, it's not just a art, it's not just music, it's a, and not just a dance. It's, it's it's all related, and it and the people who do well in that seem to do well in all the sciences and all the humanities and, and all the other the other subjects in a school. And without it, they don't do as well.
4: That, and I think I, there are many many
3: studies that
1: show that.
4: There, there uh, are lots of lots of good research on on the importance hmm. of music and the arts.
1: Well, I'm going to – I recently – I speak to inner city schools, and I recently went to a school to speak, and uh, they brought uh, another class in, so I had like uh, two classes in one, and I I was actually lucky enough to start taking video of it on my camera, on my phone, and it hit me because the kids came in, and and now I'm going to go back to your math and science days. And I'm going to go back to, and we're going to go to what you're talking about now. And I want you to describe if you found the same phenomenon that I did with the kids. They come in, they sit in chairs that are, some of the, these kids are so big now, it's fifth grade, they kind of were too big for the chairs. But the chairs are hard, they're confined to a desk, they're, um, they're basically held almost captive, stationary, and they're ready to be lectured to by the instructor, teacher, whatever, and you could just see the lack of energy, the lack of enthusiasm, the lack of care, really uh, on both sides almost and as the as the as the my lecture evolved, I did some role playing with the kids on based on the stories that we had written about Bucky and Betty, and as soon as I ignited their imaginations, it was night and day. these kids were up out of their chairs improvising, playing games, taking on actually the story and creating the story themselves. And the shift in energy was ridiculous. And I can hear the energy from just that song along. You want to talk about that a little bit?
4: Yeah, yeah. I mean, so, you know, I think everything that I've done in terms of of storytelling and writing is is sort of this idea that play is so important. You know, from, from the very start, you know, I named my business From Page to Play. Uh, with the idea that you know i 'm going to get all these stories out in writing, but the whole idea is to is to take them and, and play with them and I, I felt the same was true in um, in the classroom i mean i taught I taught mostly ninth grade um, math a little bit of science, and then I taught um, for a year uh, seventh and eighth grade uh, science and and I think you know in all my classrooms just trying to get kids thinking about the material in in different ways and getting them up and and you know enjoying. Enjoying sort of the you know the stories that can be behind even you know even in, in that in that math classroom um, where there's so much you know I taught algebra and solving systems it just has all kinds of great stories um, you know to to play along with and you know so that was that was great um, but the the stories that that I've written and the songs that I did and the, the you know like a dinosaur was written for a boy named Jack who I didn't know beforehand. Um, his parents, uh, you know, found me online and, and uh, asked me to do his, his fourth, uh, sorry, his four-year-old birthday party, and said, you know, we really want to do a dinosaur theme. Do you have any dinosaur songs? And, and I, I said, you know, I write a song for every kid that I do a birthday party, and I'd, I'd love to write this song. Uh, it would it'd be, it'd be, a, it'd be a blast. And so that was sort of the motivation behind that, and this idea that you go play with a T-Rex. Um, <laughs> It's just you know, it was just it was just a lot of fun to sort of think about and you know what would this what would this T Rex do? Would he be nice? Would he be mean? And I said, ah, oh, it's a, it's a four year old. Let's let's have a nice T Rex, but have that sort of uh, you know put it in the minor key and have that sort of tension building. Um, you know, with the with the holes as wide as street hockey goals and you know the footprints as large as a jeep. Um, just trying to bring as many images you know that I can to the kids and and really have them follow along with that story.
1: That's great. You know, I'm confused because you said you're just cutting your first music album, but and you said everything else has been what? story? But everything you've done, we've heard so far, has been music.
4: <laughs> so the, the, um, I've written probably 70, 80 stories slash songs, um, and when I first started, um, I really felt much more comfortable standing up on stage um, as a storyteller. And... So everything I did was in verse, and um, you know my I think that my influences were um, you know Dr. Seuss, certainly, and um you know I really like sandra Boynton um, who who had all those board books um, but also turned her her stories into into music um, but just you know, I found different puppets, different dolls, and just got up on stage and and or you know in a, in a kid's living room and you know would recite different stories and so um, my first album. It's called wake the imagination. Uh, you said ignite the imagination in your in your classroom, um, and you know I wanted them those first 16 stories to sort of think about, you know, how can kids just just go play um, and, and you know have their imagination run wild, and so that's what I um, first published because I could do that in my um, you know out of my living room um, with a with a handheld mic and um, you know got onto CD Baby and was able to. Um, you know, get a friend to to help me with the cover art, and you know, built my website and was able to produce that myself, um, and release that back in February of 2013. And then um, ever since, I'm now working on sort of um, more music and and uh, you know, gathering some some good people along the way to sort of help me with you know the melodies that I put together to sort of you know add add a little bit of depth to it. And that's you know the the piano teacher that um, that's teaching Luke is is doing a great job with that. Um, tons of fun to to sort of add more to those melodies. So was yeah, there actually? player music?
3: adds a lot to your songs. I
1: must tell you, he's a nice, he's a good player. I enjoy yeah. it. That's too. Right? Absolutely. Now, was there? So was there music on the first album?
4: There was. There was. Um, there was no. No. Uh, no sort of recorded guitar music uh, or any any other instruments um I did do a little bit of singing on it a cappella um but it was again just out of my out of my living room with a handheld mic and and uh you know and so that's the you know I'm pretty proud of that CD it's, it was kind of kind of fun but well again think, you
1: know uh, what we talk a lot every show we want to talk about writing because that's uh-huh. one of my pet uh concerns is that um, especially the way I was taught writing, it was never, never, never fun or expressive. It was always grammar, punctuation, uh, you know, context, you know, and you get a paperback with all kinds of corrections, and all it did was deflate, deflate, deflate. Can you tell I have a kind of a thing about uh, conventional <laughs> education? <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. yeah.
1: And now, and it took me until I got to be an adult, and then decided that I wanted to entertain people, and of course I had to, because I'm not a musician, I wanted to be a comedian. I had to write for the first time in my life creatively, and so I had to find that out. And we want to tell the kids how important, but more importantly, how much fun it is to write. So you want to talk about that?
4: Oh, it's it's it's, it's a ton of fun. I think. You know, so the, my first, you know, mentor writing was, was really my mom. Um, she, she um, you know, did Easter poems for us every, you know, every Easter. Um, we would do scavenger hunts, and she would write four-line couplets. Um, and, you know, when we, were, when we were really little, the clues were obvious. And, you know, embedded in her, in her, you know, four stanzas was sort of the place that we would find the next clue. And, you know, so we would, you know, go from clue to clue to clue. And as we got older, you know, I understood and I figured out and she, she sort of showed us through example, you know, how how well you could sort of craft, you know, a little tiny message in a, in a four, you know, four stanza poem and, you know, make it really tricky for, you know, someone who ha- doesn't know what the answer is to sort of think about it and really choosing, you know, words carefully rather than, um, rather than just sort of, you know, writing down whatever, whatever came to mind. And, uh, you know, so I think that was a, a, a pretty, you know, pretty big influence. Um, then I, I think, um, you know, she did a lot of toasts for weddings and, and uh, um, you know, even when she was uh, diagnosed with cancer, she wrote a, a story about uh, the itchy Bitsy spider um, that uh, was tired of of uh, you know the same old same old and so um, you know eventually you know waved his four legs goodbye and sort of took off and for sort of greener pastures and uh, you know just really fun sort of stuff that I that I remember coming out of out of you know out of her pen and then um, you know I I took sort of over that that piece I've got younger sisters that are twelve years younger than I am. And so when they were little, you know, I was starting to write, um, you know, Easter poems for them. Uh, you know, just this past Easter I, I wrote them for, you know, my three uh sons and and uh my two nephews and my niece. Um, um oh, were you the baby so, in
3: your family? Were you the baby? No,
4: I I'm I'm the second oldest. I've got an older brother ah. and I've got a younger sister and then twelve years or ten years after my younger sister came uh came twin twin girls and
0: ah. uh
4: you know, so I almost felt like I, I was a, you know, had some of that early parenting experience even as a as a teenager. That's
1: interesting.
4: Yeah.
1: So, so now, uh, but I'm, again, I'm trying to follow up on the chronology. So, if you pre- did your first album in 2013, you had been singing the song and writing songs about your kids all along.
4: Yeah, um, yeah, my, I mean. Started in 2006, was I think the first, uh, you know, my son was born in March of 2005, and I think Chilly Little Charlie, um, I wrote in November or October of, of 2005, and my first performance, um, which I had maybe four or five stories and songs um, that were original and then a number of others, was uh, was on the my mom's, um, you know, my mom's birthday, January 20th. Um, and she would have been let's say it was 2006 then, so she would have been, uh, you know, 61 at the time. Um, but she died in 2002, so it was sort of a, uh, you know, an anniversary um, for me. And and my one of my sisters was there. I think both of my sisters were there, uh, two two of the three. And and uh, you know, just got going with performing stuff, and never really worried about recording. And then Are you, uh, a
3: Mas- you a Massachusetts boy? You
4: come from I grew up in Chicago. Seriously? I grew up
1: in the Chicago oh, okay. area. Ah. well, we'll forgive you for that. And Listen, let's play <laughs> Chilly Charlie. I, found, I finally loaded it right.
5: Uh, okay, we'll okay.
1: come back and talk about this. Here we go.
5: Little Charlie was trying to sleep in his diaper without a peep. Through the window, a north wind blew. From his mouth came a loud hoochoo. Charlie shivered then got sad. Sat up and hollered, Dad. Should I need one please to protect my belly from the breeze? My belly from the breeze.
1: train of thought here and this is another message I get whenever I speak to children I want to tell them there's a lot of controversy about technology and there's certainly a lot of bad things that come from too much technology or at least paying attention and dedicating most of your time to technology but one of the things that's amazing and you've just told us by just picking up a microphone and using your computer you created your first CD, so you were able to put your thoughts into sound and have it available for the world to hear, like they're hearing today. so you, you want to talk to kids about the importance of that?
4: Yeah, I think you know, the, the, the different methods to, to sort of get your thoughts out there is, is, is you know, wonderful. I mean I, I think with that story in particular, um, you know I, I tell it all the time um, with. Little little dolls that I I, I bought at Target. I couldn't find a boy doll, so um, I, I was able to cut off the you know the hair and sort of give it a different look. And um, and I bring these dolls out to you know on stage, and each one is dressed a little bit differently. You know, I add the you know he starts in a diaper, he adds a shirt, he adds pants, he adds socks, adds a sweater, but then says you know get in pajamas. And um, and I think. You know that medium, just just grabbing some puppets, some dolls, tends to be. I think my my most successful part is as a, as a storyteller and as an entertainer. Um, I think kids just like that. You know that real tangible piece of of you know of a, of a toy. So when they're you know when they're on when I'm on stage or it's, I'm in a living room, you know that's what's most important. Not the you know not the technology and not all sort of the bells and whistles. Um, and, in fact, you know, I, I went to a, a storytelling conference at one point where, um, you know, one of, the, one of the speakers, you know, really talked about what happens when, you, when you're sort of behind a guitar or behind a microphone or behind, you know, any of these other pieces of technology, that it's just a little bit harder to make that personal connection. And I think, uh, you know, when kids have ideas, you know, just sharing them, you know, orally, um, going around a campfire, singing a song at a campfire, um, in a classroom, um, you know what, whatever it might be, um, but just having that sort of one-on-one um, or small group sort of experience without the technology is, is kind um, of neat. Great,
1: but without the technology, you wouldn't be on the the show today, nor would you have done your
4: album. Uh, I, I was would say that, that said some of the technology out there is really fantastic. Um, you know, my 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 kids, my son Luke has cerebral palsy um, and is unable to walk and. Um, his hand movements are, are a little bit slower, and you know he's using an iPad to to you know do some storytelling and do some typing yeah. and you know do all kinds Amazing. of you know cool things. So you know there's there's a good balance for 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 it all. And um, I just you know your first question sort of said you know how can you do it one way, but I think the real key is, is you know the balance of it all.
1: Exactly, you know but, but again, unlike any other time in history somebody can sit in their living room and be able to get their word out unlike any other time, or their expressions, their feelings, their creativity, their stories, unlike any other time in history.
3: Yeah. It's a, it's yeah. amazing at technology, and it's the easy stuff to do.
1: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so now tell us a little bit about how uh, Luke is overcoming his, his, um, his not, well, I wouldn't say disability, but overcoming you know he's he's faced with a cer i call it adversity i mean i lost my leg at the age of 13 and so i had to uh, i found that i became more of a problem solver more successful by learning how to get back in the race um and you know i i tell people that one of the advantages of suffering a, a setback or like in my case losing my leg uh, coming up and calling what we used to call handicap disability, that if you make the decision that you want to become, get back in the game of life, you have to learn all of the secrets of success about setting goals and having some discipline and not quitting and being determined and being focused and that skill set. So have, do you see those things with Luke?
4: I really do. And, you know, I mean, the, he's, he's, uh, you know, he's five years old. So he's, he's, you know, he's never been able to walk. He's he's uh, you know he goes to physical therapy a couple times a week, and and he's in a, an integrated preschool with his twin brother, and um and, you know lots of kids with um you know um, that have you know some challenges, some have you know no challenges, but but all of them are sort of you know growing up and getting to know each other. I think you know Luke's Luke's uh, best asset is is his smile and his personality, and I think. You know if he can if he can you know stay as kind as he is he gets he gets so many people just to to you know think about him and think about what what he might need and and how how they might interact with each other and you know he's got his twin brothers that you know they're just they're just good buddies and they laugh and they're silly and um you know so for a lot of a lot of his life he's just you know he's just sort of a normal kid and then for you know other parts of his life. You know he can't you know he can't reach over on the ground and pick up a toy that he needs to pick up, so he you know he hollers out and you know, hey, can someone you know get that? can someone get me the you know the an, an orange Lego I want an orange one not a not a blue one, and I can't find an orange one in the bucket and so you know he does that um so yeah he's gonna he's gonna have other skills um same kind of thing. You know, I think his twin brother Owen can, can run around and play all over the place and so, you know, he's got a lot of those experiences and, and skill set. Um, but Luke has an incredible um, you know, ability to persevere and to um to stay focused on things. He's you know, he's playing the piano, he sits on a piano bench and, you know, plays it for an hour or two. Um you know, his, his reading and his, and his, uh, you know, recognition of things his his understanding of names is phenomenal. Um, you know, there's, uh, there's this, uh, boy that was taking care of him and just playing a little basketball with him while he's in his wheelchair. And as an example to, to his physical therapist, I said to her, I said, or I said in Luke's presence, Hey Luke, what was the name of that boy that was playing with you three weeks ago playing basketball? And, you know, right away. He said, you know, he's thinking, he's thinking, and he threw out the name. I was like You know, other kids can't do that. They just don't that's have right. that same sort of focus. So that's you know, any any challenge you, have, exactly. any challenge somebody you have any challenge you have is gonna bring forth, you know, other uh, you know, other pieces of yes, That's
1: right. You know, if, if somebody pointed very well one day for me, they said, Not disabled, differently abled. Mm.
0: Yep. Yep. You know, you know and
1: anything anyone
3: else can do. You just do it a little differently, I think, you know, but you still do it.
1: That's right. And you find, you, see, that was my point. When uh, at the age of 13, uh, the first thing, I consider that the beginning of my life, even though there was 13 years prior to it, but uh, I, my awareness, my awakening came. And one of the things that was laid down as a gauntlet when, the doctor told me I was going to lose my leg. I said, will I be able to ride a bicycle again? And he gave an emphatic, no, impossible. And, you know, I've told the story many times on the show. I, I got around that, and I did it without any, any ability to see that somebody had done it before me. I had gone out into the void knowing that supposedly it was impossible and I did the impossible, in fact, so much so that the doctors started to take movies of me and send them all to teaching hospitals all over the country. Because in those days, you know, they basically put a kid in a wheelchair and put him in an institution or something. And here's this kid back on the streets riding a bicycle. So, you know, I had to understand at that point that when people say impossible, it's just a word and that there's always, if you're determined, there's always a way to get around it. And that you're telling us that Luke does the same thing.
4: Yeah, I mean, he, just, he, finds, he finds lots of other ways to, to be interesting and, and, and enjoy life. And, you know, he really has a, a superior laugh and, and smile. And I think those are, are going to serve him really well in, in his lifetime. You know, already, you know, with his teachers and his friends and, you know, anybody who knows him, it's, it's uh, you know, it's really great.
1: Exactly. We well. One of the things is you're you're right. We learn to become charmers. (laughs) (laughs) So the great, great. Can we play one more,
6: um, one more song here
1: that I really, I really liked? Let's do a little. uh, Here we go. I really enjoyed this. Great.
7: This is
5: an emergency. Please, somebody go get the telephone and let the fireman know. And in no time at all, with a little luck, Peter will arrive in his bright red truck. Well, Henry and me, uh, Dylan and me were having fun all together outside. Dylan was counting, the others were searching for special places to hide. Henry sat down in a pile of leaves may crouch behind an old fence. But then Mia shouted, the bush is on fire! The flames are very intense. This is an emergency. Please, somebody go get the telephone and let the firemen know. And in no time at all, with a little luck, Peter will arrive in his bright red truck. Wealthy Fiona, Susanna, and Graham. We're having fun playing tagging the park but The sun was setting and in no time at all They knew that it would get dark Susanna was chasing Fiona and Gran Around the tall maple tree When all of a sudden they heard a small kitten Meow. It was just as scared as can be This is an emergency Please somebody go get the telephone And let the firemen know And in no time at all with a little luck Peter will arrive in his private truck Well, Connor and Davis and Will Took their bicycles out for an afternoon spin They rode around the neighborhood five or six times And then the boys headed in They got off their backs And Connor was telling a joke Davis and Will, when all of a sudden they heard a small crash, it was up on top of the hill, this is an emergency, please somebody go get the telephone and let the firemen know, and in no time at all with a little luck, Peter Will arrive in his private hedgehog, so pack up your troubles and forget your woes. Here he comes with his ladder and his fire hose. Boy, oh, Smokey, his puppy, he will save the day. Three cheers for Peter. Hip, hip, hooray. Uh, oh. Tim, what was like the inspiration?
1: It's a great okay. song. What was the inspiration
4: for that song? Tell us the story. So Peter, uh, Peter is actually um, he's a year older than than uh, than my son Charlie. So he's now he's now in fourth grade. Um, but when he was a three year old, um, he was in my class at the end School. I've been there now eight years. Um, and uh, his mom had hired me to to you know perform for his three year old birthday party, and I wrote a song called. Um, Peter's uh, Peter's fire suit that's on my Wake the Imagination album, um, and then when he turned four, uh, his mom had me back and said, "You know, we had such a great time last party. He's still into fire, fire trucks and fire suits and firemen, and we read another song, but this time will you uh, include all the people in in his class?" And so, um, you know, all those kids that were you know in the song right there were all all classmates of Peter's at, at the Milldam School. Um, you know, years ago, and and uh, you know, so that was just a ton of fun to to sort of see how I could weave in all the different names, and um, you know, think about each kid, and and uh, it's it's really fun because now they're all you know, they're all fourth graders now, and I still see a couple of them around town, and you know, it's very easy for me to remember their names because you know they're they're right there in the song that I I sing you know quite often, and um, you know, so that's 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 a real blast for me um, just to you know, just to meet kids and have them be sort of immortalized in, in the songs and stories that I'm writing.
8: Well, you do a
1: super job of it, and uh, you're a shining example of uh, fatherhood, parenthood, familyhood, uh, creativity, following your dream, uh, you know, and your bliss. And you, you know, uh, it's people like you that we love to have on the show because we can tell every... Don't you find? Didn't you find that it was kind of disheartening when everybody would say, "Well, you can't do that. You have to go get a real job. You can't, you know, do your thing. You can't go play music and record songs and do albums and think that and think you're going to get by." And right? I mean, you heard that, correct?
4: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I and I think uh, you know, being able to being able to do this um, at the same time, being able to parent and you know, and, and still be part of the community and and all that. It's all it's all really important and, uh you know, I, I don't okay, know. I'm still am still, still figuring it all out, but it's 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 good. It's really good. Great. See, see. Yeah, see, Enzo. In case someone has oh, a
3: question, maybe they could
1: give us a call. If anybody wants to call in, we have our phone number is 347-996-3903. Enzo, thank you. Oh, oh. And what else did we forget about the the website? What's your website, Tim?
0: Oh, you can uh, okay.
4: find find me at uh, uh, www.frompagetoplay.com. dot from page to play. So it's F R O M P A G E T O P L A Y dot com. Um, Great. And what we, does
1: that mean, from page to play? I saw that.
4: From page to play was just uh, it was just all about sort of taking the words off the page and saying, all right. How can we how can we, you know, get these images that that are, you know, in these stories and, and go off and, and, and play with them and really sort of make them your own and um I think I've done that in my performing when I when I then memorize these stories and sort of tell them. Um and it just was you know, it was also a, a sort of tribute to to my mom and her family. Um, her last name was Paige, um, P A G E and uh so it was nice. sort of seemed pretty pretty natural to Sort of think about you know the importance of play and and uh, how how writing and and education and you know all that kind of stuff sort of plays into you know how how does a how does a grown man um, you know make play you know his own and and uh, and really enjoy you know children and childhood and you know all those all those things that I don't know I think I write about and that I, that I enjoy so much.
1: Great. Well. Uh, if you'd like to hang around we're going take uh we're gonna go into beantown here in, in a little bit and um, if you'd like to stick around or if you've got some place to go we we'll we'll sign you off but uh we're gonna play some some beantown stories right now but uh we have a caller we'll,
3: we call right now are you ready i a, i've got a caller right now. Hello, this is not Enzo, this is somebody else. This is a little <laughs>
0: Jimmy Smith.
3: Hey, how do you put video? up a uh, Bucky and Betty, my favorite people in all of Bean town?
0: <laughs>
1: well, we're glad to have you, caller. You're, you're, that's, uh, you've added a lot to the show. I listen to you, you your show just...
3: every week, every day, sometimes two or three times on the 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 on on the, uh, all kinds of different places, on the blogger talk radio and on the YouTube and on the MeTube, all kinds of tubes, you know. I like it, that Bucky and Betty. I hope you're going to play them today.
4: Oh, I'm so glad you called.
1: <laughs> but
0: I'm
4: not That <laughs> boy, whoever
1: you were. Well, listen, let's go. Uh, if you don't, and again, uh, Tim, if you decide to go, that's great. But um, it's been a blast you having around, you on the you show.
3: Listen to Bucky and Betty. Those are my, my two favorite friends of all of the been town. You've got to listen to them. They make I'm you laugh. Li-
4: I'm going to stay right here and, and listen to it. I'd love to hear I'd love to hear a story. But thanks. Thanks, Dan. Uh, here we, and we go. go. Well,
1: we're going to add this here. <laughs> Come on. Oh, I see. Okay, here we go. Use your theme, trust your heart. Build your character in All right, now Enzo, if you got, I think we're gonna do a. Um, I'm scanning through here, trying to find something that. Uh, well, you know, I, it's a special. This is. Uh, I think I hope that he
3: likes a Betty a lot too. I think uh, okay, we're likes gonna Betty. go.
1: Let's, Betty, part of what Betty does. Betty's a character. She's a real fun gal, and she's kind of an adventurer, and she's her own spirit and her own mind, and she. She's going to do what she loves, and then if uh, she likes to ask forgiveness rather than permission. And I kind of like that in person. So she's in the town of Beantown. She's created a talk show, and her first guest is fitting this weekend because I think if I've got the right story and the right interview, it's going to be today's the second, and in three days it'll be the fifth. And what is the fifth of May, everybody? Yeah. Okay. Cinco de Mayo. Cinco de Mayo. Cinco de Mayo. Celebration of the independence of Mexico. And so all the piñatas come out and the people play. So let's see. I hope this is the right one. I think this will be very appropriate for Cinco de Mayo. Here we go. See Betty. Well, boys and girls, this is a big evening in Bean Town. Betty has her own late night talk show. Let's go down to the studios and see what's happening.
8: Thank you, everyone so great to be here. Let's keep the applause going for the band. Wow, I'm so grateful that you all came out to support my first Cable network show this is something I've wanted to do all my life, besides the roller derby, of course, because I love the roller derby and I love working at the the diner, but this is something that I've really wanted to do on top of all the other things I want to do, and finally, I got to do this, and this is something on top of all the other things I like to do, so that 's a big pile <laughs> so uh, you know so um that way you know I got three really, really cool guests here tonight on my first. Cable access show. I can't believe I got a cable access show. And you're all here tonight to support it. But, okay, um, let's see. We have, I bet you all know him. We have comedian Rob Bean Williams. And then we have famous movie star Jack Black Bean. Oh, he's one of my favorites. He's such a cute little bean. I can't believe it. I called him, like, 12 times. I kind of... I kept harassing him, and his mother finally said, here's his phone number. <laughs> I'll do anything for the show. And, um, and so, for the, my very first guest, it is, and I bet a lot of you know who it is, okay, it's world champion jumping bean, Jose Ole. Let's hear it for him.
9: Hey, thank, thank you very much for bringing me to the show.
8: Oh, you're welcome, Jose Ole.
9: Yeah, it, it's a pleasure. I love to come to Town. It's been a long time since I've been in Town, but, you know, since the Olympics is here and I am competing in all of the jumping contests, I am so glad. It's always a pleasure to see you in and Bucky and, oh. and to be on your show. Congratulations on oh, the show. Oh, thank you
8: so much. You know, I wouldn't have wanted this show without you as my first guest.
9: Well, thank you. You know, it's, 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 my, I'm, my schedule is very busy, as you can tell. You know, I've been training a lot. I've been jumping. I've been jumping everything, you know. Yeah.
8: Jose, one of the first questions I want to ask you is last, you know, four years ago was the first time that you entered the Olympics, but they say that uh, you could have won if you didn't. Like, actually yeah,
9: I was, jump was, away before well, I, was, they... I was, I had, I, yeah, well, you know, I had a, I had a family problems, you know, uh, and uh, I had to jump. I had to go, but not jump in, in the contest. I had to jump, you know, I, was, yeah, I had to jump out of the contest because that's what jumping things do, you know. But we had one of, uh, my father, he couldn't jump anymore. So I had to go back to Mexico and to be with my father because he couldn't jump. And you know, that's not good for the bean when you kind of jump. So now, but, I,
8: one of the questions I would like to ask is, when do you get an urge to jump? It's like, like, you can de- baby,
9: You can never tell when you're going to jump. That's the bad part about being a jumping bean. You know, like you be, I can be, I can be sitting down. I can be having dinner, and the next thing I know, I am jumping out the window. And <laughs> it's just, it, yeah, it's not good. You wow. Know, it, it's, it's just, yeah, that's because a jumping bean just, it's not, it's not up to me. It's not up to me. You know, a
8: lot of a lot of beans asked me that when they asked me about who was I going to have as my first guest, and I said Jose Oleo Jumping Bean, and they said that, um, that one of the things was that they said that every interview that you have been on in the past, you've never really interviewed well because... I got to jump. Yeah. You know, I, I tell
9: the guest, you know, I will be there one second, and then you won't see me because I got to jump. And what can you do if you got to jump, you got to jump. That's all you do. I mean.
8: If you could you tell me what the urge to jump means? Like Wait, i feel okay. like when my nose itches and I just like itch it, is it kinda of like it's not like that? It is not like that, baby.
9: I can be just sitting here like this and the next second I am on the street. And I don't know how I got there, but I know I had to jump. And so it's not up to me. And so don't get upset if all of a sudden I'm here and then I jump. So, wow. Yeah, That's will. kind of neat, huh? Well, it... How far do you jump when again, you can it jump? It depends. It depends on the mood. Because you don't know what to jump. It's all up to the jump. See, it's just like boom. And you now, go. do you... Can you jump as high as a skyscraper? Well, sometimes. Sometimes I do jump as high as the skyscraper. You know, I sit there and all of a sudden, I, you can't tell. It's like a hiccup. That's what I'm trying to say. You know, if you will get the hiccups...
8: Now, you know what I was just thinking? You know what just came to my mind? Go, go ahead.
9: Yes. You know, if
8: you hooked up with Santa Claus Bean, Yeah. he wouldn't even need his his reindeer bean. Yeah, that's true. If because you, know. you could hook up to his sleigh, and you could yeah. just keep jumping. Yes, I could
9: do that. Could but you kind
8: of train but your But the jump? problem, Betty,
9: sometimes, what if I don't get the mood? What if I it's the it's night before Christmas, and I'm sitting there, I don't get the mood, I'm not going to jump. It could be being Dependence Day before I jump again. Yeah, yeah but that, if
8: you could give some jump to Santa, you could jump. Yeah, her. that's true. Santa but bean, I, It's wow. not up to me.
9: That's the point. It's not up to me. I got to jump. Is a jump. It's a jump. It got the jumping bean. He doesn't know when he's going to jump. It's not, that's not like I... You, you can jump when you want to jump, right? I can do that. I cannot say to myself, Jose, wow. jump.
8: Yeah, Jose Olay, I have one more question for you Shall before go? you go. Yeah, before I jump. Yep, Jose, 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 come back.
1: Well, boys and girls, that was quite a start to Betty's first TV show, wasn't it? Looks like Jose got quite a jump on her. Let's hope the rest of our interviews go a lot smoother. Stay tuned. I love it, <laughs> I
3: love it
2: Betty. I love
3: it, Betty. She's said. I can't believe she's gonna run a show.
0: Oh yeah, time she's the her,
3: She was at the diner. She gave me a. She gave me a free ice cream. It was delicious. Don't tell anyone. She's not supposed to do that. She gave me a nice ice cream with a chocolate on the top. Oh, mamma Mummy, I almost died. It was so good. I cried. Anyway,
0: oh, it was delicious. <laughs> <laughs>
1: and what flavor was it, Enzo?
3: It was double, triple, 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 quadruple, chocolate chip cherry with chocolate, double chocolate chip cherry cherry. The
1: best. The yeah, best. The best,
4: Thanks, Betty. What did you think of that, there, uh, Tim? <laughs> it, was, it was funny. I, I enjoyed it. You know, I liked uh, <laughs> I liked a little little bit of Robin Williams and uh, and uh, you know Black So you know, good uh, I was you know I, I thought I thought maybe Betty would have have them on and uh, you know maybe that's maybe that's for the next show. But oh know, yeah, we I did. Was, and she right. didn't even and have a Bucky on. Her best friend, Bucky, who's a my friend too.
3: Bucky is a funny guy. <laughs>
1: Okay, yeah, well, we um, she uh, actually, on one of them, she actually had um, Beanpak Chopra. And um, <laughs> there's, a lot, there's a lot of great, great people. Well, let's play a little news. I think we, we need a little, we haven't had the news in a Did while. Is Bean News?
3: A
0: little
7: bit All of it. Right. Oh, go. I've, I've got to run. So thanks a okay, Tim, thanks for joining us. All right, thank you. See ya. Now we send it back to Steve for what can only be described as a fishy situation. Tell about this one,
1: Brad, the cat burglar has been at it again. The owner of Sam's Fish Market claims over 500 clams were dug out of the store's cooler last night. Officer Lima says it may not be the work of the cat burglar since the cat does not steal for the clams, but more for the halibut.
7: Well, either way, Steve, it sounds like a heist that will tip the scales. This just into Beantown News, the Cocoa Beans have announced that they are fed up working with marshmallows. They claim the marshmallows are all fluff and no substance. They are tired of taking all the heat, while the marshmallows simply skim the surface. What more do you have on this, Steve? Well, Chuck Coco of the Cocoa Contractors
1: commented that any chance of the Cocoa Contractors consenting to a new contract are cruelly comical.
7: Hmm, and Mr. Cocoa continued cocoa beans are constantly harassed by the cappuccino family make concessions that could hurt the Coco family interests.
1: Uh, The WBAN news team tried to obtain an interview with the Carlo Cappuccino of the Cappuccino Cosa, but the Carlos consigliere, Carmen declined.
7: Officer Lima expressed his fear that the Coco and Cappuccino conflicts could break out into a full-scale battle of the beans. He continued his assertion by contending that the Cappuccino family is really a front for the giant and his shenanigans gang. Carmine Carmelo Cappuccino is being sought about his role in the murder of a simple couple of coffee. Lorenzo Lucky Latte is also under investigation as well as the Starbucks organization's involvement in the murder of that same simple cup of coffee.
3: Wow! God. I like Boy, that. Look. I like to have an update of what's going on in Bean Town. That was pretty
1: serious stuff. Yeah, well, it sounds like, uh, I hate to say this, Enzo, but it sounds like a lot of your uh, relatives uh, uh I lucky.
3: sometimes, you know, it's, I'm getting a little worried that i got to get from my 1,400 cousins I'm bringing over, you know, from the old country to live with me now that I'm a citizen. And uh, we're we're going to make some changes in being down, I think. We don't want any of this kind of stuff going on. It's a very uh, serious
1: business. Do you know Carlos Cappuccino? I mean, he made a, a yeah, reference. everyone to... in
3: my country knows a Carlos Cappuccino. You know, he's a he's a he's a he's a he's a guy. You know, he's a bean. He's one of the most yeah, famous he's... beans in all the uh, Italy. You know, and uh, and uh, you know, and uh, uh, I've got these Sambuca people. And uh, if you drink a Sambuca with someone you love, you know, you you'll never be parted. I don't know if you knew that. And uh, sometimes when you say that to uh, some of these other people, they don't say potted. they say it If you get my drift,
0: it's
3: <laughs> the tougher boys, you know. You don't just say, "Hey, give me a give me a regular coffee," and you, oh no, this is these are the tough boys, the uh, espresso set, you know. They're strong.
1: Well, you know, and I it, always wonder about, about those lucky beans. Those is it? Three lucky beans get to float in the sambuca. Is is that right? Oh, you're floating the sambuka. You're so happy, you know. You're
3: so happy, but for a short time because then you're gone. But you you float in that sambuka, and uh, you if you float in the sambuka, it's like a drinking Sambuca sambuka with the bean in it. If you float in the sambuka, you'll never be separated from the one you love.
1: <laughs> That's well you know uh, your 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 beans the 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 that come from Italy the cannellini
0: and and, 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 a,
1: and the espresso yeah. and and all of that very very rich in tradition and we have uh, you well, know, they're, they're, very, they're very, very
3: rich, big. and that's the reason. That, uh, see, that's why they're so oh, rich. Oh, right? hey, bro. what do you I'm say? i I haven't done that at the whole show, but I can't wait anymore because, you know, I'm a turning a different color because I've been trying to stop it. But, you know, I didn't even have the broccoli. It's just in my nature. It's in my genes. Yes. It's in my DNA. And uh, we you know, understand. I know. We're going to restart. I'm going to stop. i got to watch out because some of those We forgive you, but Enzo, I Enzo know.
1: I, you know, I've got a sneaking suspicion. I I wanted you to do some homework and learn this song, and I bet that you know because you've been <laughs> so busy. to play my
3: favorite song again? Please uh, don't this one is
1: a little, we, Yeah, that's right, and it's um, there's a story to this. That well, let's listen to the story. Song. It's okay. about Tony, who remember in the old days, and he, here in Beantown, USA, we have the Haymarket Square. Where if you go there on a Friday and Saturday, what you find? What do you find there? Because you. You know a lot about this place.
3: You find everything you need to eat in the whole world is at the Haymarket Square every Saturday, and if you go late in the day, they're trying to get rid of everything. You can buy like a, you can buy like a fifty pounds of navy beans for two dollars, and uh, you can buy a, you can buy like a eight hundred and fifty pounds of pasta for twenty nine cents. Uh, you can buy. Hey, you can buy eight crates of tomatoes. You know, just before they close, eight crates of tomato for a dollar fifty cents.
0: Uh, you go home. You eat a,
3: You make a. You make a. You know. You make a the gravy. They say curry in the bean town. They don't say a, a, a sauce. They say a gravy. You make a gravy. You make. You make like eight gallons of gravy. And you, you know, huh? And you cook it all night long. And then all the relatives come like eight o'clock in the morning, and eight gallons is gone in about thirty-five seconds. Because you never have enough, uh, you never have enough of uh, gravy to a uh, with a sauce for the ham.
0: <laughs> exactly. And you dip your
3: bread, and you dip your pasta, and you dip your fresh...
1: Uh, ah, you wonderful. Amazon,
3: you, you eat sauce. all of that, and then...
1: Yep, that's what oh, happens, you, right? you're telling
3: me, not only that, but what you really do is this, all day long... You just kept saying, you know the words, scoozy, scoozy,
0: scoozy, until your throat is so raspy from saying it all
1: day long, you know what to do. Well, listen, this story, is not only a song, but the little story about somebody who owns a fruit car in Haymarket, and his name is Tony, and what used to everybody happen... Everybody is
3: Tony.
1: What do you talk about? Everybody, everybody,
3: every and, fruit guy's name is Tony.
1: And but Guy, you have Guy and Guy and Estanzo and you know Steverino, but um one of the things that used to happen more in the old days, you know, if you looked at those movies from the nineteen forties, there was always a policeman who came to Tony's fruit stand and he would he would take a piece of fruit. Yeah, he squeezed. Yeah, but before he took his favorite piece of fruit, whatever fruit, whatever that was for the day, yeah. what would he do? He squeezed. He squeezed. So he squeezed the fruit floor. before he takes. That's right, and then and, and then Tony gets mad about this because oh, just yeah. like Tim wrote his stories about things that happened, so Tony got so mad that this policeman was coming by every day and taking his. Is fruit well not and, and also squeezing? He, and he wouldn't it fruit. take.
3: Nobody wants to buy a fruit after you squeeze. There's a squeeze. Understand why cool. he's mad?
1: So let's go listen and see what how Tony handled this.
3: I love it, this song. Go ahead.
1: Though. I love it, this song.
6: Hey, everybody. I got a red ripe watermelon, very cheap. I got a red ripe watermelon, very cheap.
1: I'm going to stop that just for a second. Did you know, do you know what he's saying there? It takes a little while to, you have to hear this a couple of times to know it's what he's tough. saying.
3: Let's uh, uh, see my pal, Louis Prima, who's gone now, but he's, even when he was young, I couldn't understand what he was saying. So don't but he says, afraid. I got a little
1: red and ripe or tomato very cheap. I got a red and ripe or watermelon very cheap. So let's see what else he's got very cheap. <laughs>
6: I got a red watermelon, very cheap. I got to do some course
1: of fruits. Riley the cop would always stop on the corner at Tony's fruit stand. He would help himself to anything on which he could lay his hand. Riley did this quite often. Plenty of fruit he would soften. Tony got sore.
2: First he swore, then he began to shout. Hey,
6: please. Hey, no, squeeze the banana. It up banana. <laughs> because when you do that, then you make a flat. Hey, please no squeeze of the, banana. <laughs> the banana. When you squeeze the plum, you put him on the bum. You touch it this, you touch it that, you touch everything. You push it hey, this, you push it that. Then you buy nothing. Oh, please hey. no squeeze no. Of the banana. The banana. <laughs> Now if you squeeze the Officer, please Squeeze the coconut Hey, please No, squeeze the banana Banana. Because when you do that Then you make a flat Hey, please No, squeeze the banana banana. When you squeeze the grape you put him out of shape You touch this You touch that You (laughs) take me for a fool You squeeze Uh. this You squeeze that so why don't you squeeze it, to true hey. oh, please, oh, See, oh, squeeze please, 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 squeeze it, uh, coconut. <laughs> hey. To that oh, you make the no play, hey, play,
0: no
6: no, 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 When you squeeze at the peach, Mamma what water reach. You touch at hey. this, you touch it, that, you touch hey. everything.
8: You push it this,
6: you push it that, and you buy nothing. No play, no, no please. squeeze, no, 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 have banana. No, now no, if you squeeze all no, of no, the please, squeeze at no, the coconut. No, Hey, the, squeeze hey. of the, hey, the squeeze of the watermelon. Hey, the
3: squeeze of the sea! Hey. The no squeeze of the moulinon. There's squeeze the banana. Oh, I love that song. It's so funny. That's a beautiful song. I love that song. There's <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, so much. Oh, maybe you don't know this. Uh, you know that... Uh, In in the bean town, of course, we have the most famous baked bean plant in the entire world of America and the rest of the world. And in each and every can of beans in the bean town, the baked bean factory, it has exactly the same amount of beans. Do you know how many beans are in each can? Tell us. Exactly 239 beans. How do you know that? It's exactly every can is two hundred and thirty nine of beans, uh, because if you had one more, it would have be been too fatty. <laughs> <laughs> That's the biggest joke here in Bean of town. I don't know how you like it, but in bean Town, everybody does
1: that joke every day. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's the first time I've heard that. It's a very
3: funny in a bean <laughs> town. It's not so funny in a Boston, but in a bean town, it's a
1: it's a big joke.
3: I hear it like ten, twelve times a day and laugh, laugh. <laughs> <time. It's
1: funny. laughs> well, listen, this is uh, this has been so much fun, and. Um, you know, we want to hope that uh, by next week, everybody who comes to listen to the show will be able to sing, please don't a squeeze that banana. I think everybody
3: must have learned of that song, because we'll, next week, everybody is going to sing that song. Our guests, uh, uh, everybody, we're all going to sing that song.
1: And tomorrow, yeah. we have a great, we have a party. I love Saturdays, because it's party day.
3: It's a nice day, yeah.
1: Yeah, we, tomorrow, do you know who we have on the show? Uh Who? I like to see. <laughs> Tomorrow uh, we have, well, p- our friend Patricia She is going to show up. I love her so
3: much. I love her. I'm going to send her a, a bouquet and an offer of marriage to her. I love her so much.
1: <laughs> She's wonderful, and we love, from Denver, Colorado, Catherine Dine. Well,
3: Stephen won't like that, but I'll do it anyway. <laughs>
1: and who's from Denver, Colorado? Who? Catherine Dines. Our first, I our love first, uh, Oh, both,
3: they both—they have two of my favorite songs. You know.
1: Yeah, and a, a new up, guest. A, I love
3: a guest. local
1: local woman, a great wow. artist, who uh, has a Grammy-nominated album from uh, wow. New Hampshire. Yeah, yeah Judy uh, Pancost. She's going to be on oh. the show. Can so,
3: you so, and then, the breadcrumbs.
1: Yeah, <laughs> and then we may even have one of our favorite, favorite, favorites, cocoa bean may come in.
3: I love a cocoa well. bean. Yes, I love I've it. Tried every, to, every time cocoa you, bean comes on, I want to stick my feet in the in the sand by the beach in the tropical oh yeah. sun, I have a nice drink of fruit with an umbrella in it.
1: And it we're hoping. Like you remember our our champion child racer. Kid racer, professional kid and racer, oh. uh, motor racer, Cameron Ooh. Elwell.
3: Cameron, I love kid. We haven't spoken to Cameron in a longer time. I, I know, almost Cameron. a month. He's a 50-year-old, 10-year-old boy. He knows that, <laughs> You know, because yes. Cameron. Cameron got yes. a Lamborghini the big, famous Italian automobile maker to come to Beantown to open up a plant. And uh, Cameron said, "You you you make a cause here with American people. You must call them Lamborghinis.
1: Lamborghini for was the for first bean- one oh. to buy a
3: Lamborghini. Because of <laughs> Cameron, and I have the first prototype of the Lamborghini, and I I can thank Cameron enough for for getting them to come here. A little boy getting a big company like that to come to But well, He's the king of economic development. <laughs>
1: Absolutely, <laughs> he's it's a nice boy.
3: I like him a lot."
1: Well, let's, so that's going to be a heck of a show, don't you think?
3: I can't wait. I can't wait until tomorrow. I might stay up all night and waiting for the show to start. That sounds <laughs> like a, lots of fun. Our Saturday shows are always lots of fun. Not that today was a good show. We had a new ah a new
1: wonderful person. learning about yeah guy,
3: Bob. And he's a local right? boy. He's not too far from you in a Boston. He's in a a a, a Concord and acting in and Concord. And that's a nice town. Concord. The Eddie shock but a- around a- the world. That's convoy. right. That's right. You know, what the short hood was around the world was after I had that pizza made with the, uh, made with the <laughs> asparagus and the, uh, do you know, the broccoli. Don't do it. Don't
1: do it. Well, we've done enough of that today. You know, we've got and a limit. Scoozy,
3: scoozy yeah, yeah. Of time. That was the I short hood around the world. <laughs> yeah.
1: Well, you know, we have a limit. We have a, you know, we won't even say the word, but we have so much limit. The
3: federal I thought it communi- was a good day. It was like a two times
1: the Federal Communications Company called us last week and said, "Oh, you're going <laughs> over your limit."
8: And we uh, said, "Okay, I we'll cut
1: them back. We'll cut them back." So, um, yeah. well, Enzo, I had a great time. I hope you did. I always
3: have a good time with you, Tom, and uh I, uh, I forget that you you're such an inspiration to a lot of people. You that's why Besides being a big, successful stand-up comic, you, you do these uh, speaking in front of uh, these uh, big uh, corporate games uh, to, for, to to get these people to think about the, how they're doing, to be inspirational, to make them work better, to make them understand better, to make them uh, listen to different things that they've never listened to, to become involved in the arts and to make their jobs better and more pleasurable. And I, I have a great deal of respect for you for doing that.
1: Ah, Grazie. And, you know, I was gonna just end the but show. You give right me a headache, now. of course. But you give me a headache. I too, let's, so let's... But I, I I think um uh oh, I know where we can find it. Since you did that then of course what we try to do is get everybody on the bandwagon. Sure. So why don't we go why don't we go out with our friend Joni Leeds and her great song Because this is a up song for the weekend. So everybody have a fantastic weekend. We'll see you tomorrow, hopefully. And Arriba this is Joni Lee. Yeah, okay, ciao, Lenzo. Ciao. Okay, I'll leave it there, Richie. i leave it there. All right, day. here we go.
2: Joni Lee. <laughs> one, two, one, two, three.
1: Get up, get on the bandwagon. Just get up, get up on it.
2: Get up, get on the bandwagon. Just get up, get up on it.
0: Get up, get on the bandwagon. Get up, get on
8: the bandwagon. Get up, get on the bandwagon. Just get up, get up on it. I brought my voice
2: today. Get up, get up on it. I'm gonna make some noise today. Get up, get up on it. Get up, get on the wagon, Just get up, get up
0: on it. Get up, get on the bandwagon. Just get up,
2: get up on it. Get up, get on the bandwagon.
0: Get
2: up, get on the bandwagon Get up, get on the bandwagon Just get up, get up on it I brought my banjo today Just to get up, get up on it I can begin strumming all day Just to get up, get up on it
5: Ronnie, hear me play, just get up, get up, get up on, on it. here I go, here I go.
0: Get
2: up, get on the bandwagon, just get up, get up on
0: it Get up, get on the bandwagon, get up, get on the bandwagon. wagon, get up, get on the bandwagon. wagon,
2: just get up, get up on it Get up, get on the bandwagon. wagon, just get up, get up on it Get up, get on the bandwagon, just get up, get up on it.
0: Follow oh, yeah.
1: So much, Bean Town pals, for joining us today, and we're gonna have a great Friday, a great weekend, and please join us tomorrow, Saturday at ten o'clock, May third, two thousand fourteen, with lots and lots and lots of Bean Town guests. Have a great.